Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. I am broadcasting from a new location. Uh, did get all moved to my new location this week and start school back up tomorrow. New position. Well, I mean, teaching the same subject, but new new school, new school district, and excited. Uh, but uh, definitely lots of changes and. I think it's be great, um, and that's kind of where where we're at right now. So, really, this this podcast episode is going to be very heavy on realignment because that's basically what has been dominating the headlines for pretty much not only this this week, but you you go back to last week with the departure of Colorado to the Big Twelve, and. It's been a massive domino effect. We've talked a lot about the events that have transpired, um, kind of made those predictions of the events that have transpired um, pretty much since USC and UCLA made the decision to leave. Um, And really, we've been talking realignment going all the way back to the first season of this podcast, 2021, when UT and OU made the decision to leave for the SEC. And so... Let's kind of talk the timeline, and I'll kind of give you my thoughts on everything moving forward. I do have one question this week that we'll get to um, that that deals with conference realignment and um, kind of what essentially what what happens next because that's there's still a lot um, kind of left to answer basically on on um, conference realignment. So. We go back to Thursday when uh, it was Wednesday. Well, Wednesday was when it leaked out. Thursday was when the official kind of news came out that Colorado was bolting the Pac-12 for the Big Twelve. And you know, again, this is this has been a situation that's it's been brewing pretty much since UCLA UCLA USC left and. It's, it wasn't a huge surprise um, because Colorado yeah, never really fit in the Pac-12. It fits better in the Big 12. And so the next big question, so that got the Big 12 to 13 teams. And clearly the Big 12, at the very least, was going to expand to 14 teams. Um, the next big speculation was who was going to be that 14th team. Most people believed it was going to be Arizona, and we'll get to we'll get to that in just a second. Um, but Tuesday, this last Tuesday, August first, this was going to be when um, Pac-12 Commissioner George Kalayakov, um presented the television deal for the Pac-12. Because remember. Pac-12 does not have a television deal. They have not. That's been the the running issue pretty much since USC UCLA left. Um, the Big 12 hopped over the Pac-12 and was able to negotiate a television deal ahead of them with Fox and ESPN, and really solidify their status. Um, and the Pac-12's basically they've shopped around all over the place uh, and. Quite frankly, no one has wants to sign up with them except for an all streaming deal. And that's what that's exactly what George Klakoff um, presented to the Pac-12 teams on Tuesday. It would basically be an Apple TV deal. And the the way he presented it was, well, this could potentially you you would be we could potentially make more money than the Big 12 
but that's not guaranteed. And the streaming, going all streaming creates all sorts of issues because you're going to, no matter what, you're going to lose a significant amount of the audience because not everybody subscribes to that specific streaming service. I don't subscribe to Apple TV and I would, I'm not going to go put down money to subscribe to Apple TV to watch Pac-12 sports, you know, um, now Big 10, SEC, Big 12, they have a component of streaming within their television deal. I mean, the Big 12 has a major deal with with their third their tier 3 rights with ESPN Plus and what that means the tier 3 rights is typically that means at least one football game maybe two a year i think last year tech was on ESPN Plus three times uh once in the non-con when they played Murray State and then twice when they played i think Kansas and Kansas State um having said that well i'll I'll say that in a minute um the bulk of your non-conference, uh, Texas Tech men's and women's basketball, is available on ESPN+. Plus. The bulk of your conference games for women's basketball is on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, select number of your conference games for men's is on ESPN+. Plus, and then baseball pretty much on ESPN+. Plus. I would say this, though. Um, the, you know, I, I, the cost for ESPN+, Plus relatively lower than Apple TV+. Plus, if you're like I do, I bundle ESPN Plus with Hulu and Disney Plus. You're you're getting a really good deal, um, and so that's that's kind of the situation with the Big Twelve, and it's the same with with um, you know Big Ten and, and and the SEC Big Ten. I know they're going to have games on Peacock, and and I think possibly Paramount Plus. Uh, the SEC obviously has a deal with ESPN Plus as well, but but. It's a component of the television deal. I mean, you look at let's look at Tech's football schedule so far that we know this year. Um, Tech is going to be we we only, we know television for for four of the games. Three of the four games they're going to be on a actual over the air network. They're going to be on CBS. They're going to be on Fox. They're going to be on, I believe it's ABC. It's either ABC or Fox for the UT game. And then they're going to be on ESPN Plus for um, – they're playing Tarleton State. I would I would imagine – and, you know, we won't know the rest of the television providers for tech football until, you know, usually it's about two weeks out. You'll see tech probably on ESPN, ESPN2, Fox Sports 1. I mean, it's just, a lot of it depends on how – honest quite frankly how good tech is the more you win the more you get those prime spots on on television but kind of getting back to the pac-12 the bottom line is if you're a texas tech fan you don't have to fully rely on a streaming service to see texas tech sports um now will you miss a lot of texas tech sports yeah but again you 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 still have options to see texas tech beyond just one place. And, and I think that was the problem with the PAC 12 deal, which is only being on um, Apple TV. And, and, you know, you go back, what, why did the PAC 12 end, end up in this situation anyway? Why did USC UCLA to leave? Why has the PAC 12 been in trouble? It's been television and it's been television since going back to 2010. Um, they were sold a really bad um, pig in a poke by their previous commissioner, Larry Scott, 
um, who promoted this idea of this Pac-12 network's going to reach all of these homes. They were really trying to emulate what ESPN eventually did with the SEC network, what UT has tried to do with the Longhorn network. <coughs> the Big Ten network has really garnered a lot of money for the Big Ten. And the Pac-12 thought they could get in, in the game and do that by having a cable network called the Pac-12 network. Well, the problem has always been distribution of that network. Um, that's a problem UT ran into with the Longhorn network. And, you know, I, that's going away. Number one, UT is going to the SEC. But, I mean, I for all, all of the subscriptions I have, ESPN+, Plus, Hulu Live, the only sports channel – well, besides Pac-12 Network, the only sports channel I've never have gotten in this package is the Longhorn Network. And frustrating because Tech, unfortunately, I think ends up appearing there sometimes, you know, uh, through throughout the years. Thank goodness that's going to go away. But um, the Pac-12 Network faced that same problem that there was a huge chunk of the country and a huge chunk of cable companies had no desire to offer the Pac-12 network as part of a basic sports package. And I can't even tell you to this day who offers the Pac-12 network. I think I think the Suddenlink or whatever their new name is, um, you can get it, but it's like one of their like tier three special sports packages where you're not you're not getting it on the basic cable you're getting it um, not even on the tier two package but on like their tier three package um when tech played stanford early in the baseball season this year they were on i think it was like pac 12 network plus i was able to get it on the roku channel which production value wise oh it was not very good production quality so the Pac-12s had television issues. The they they've had a hard time with games being televised. You know they've had that Pac-12 After Dark, which yeah, that's ad- advantageous to a certain extent because you're the only game. Literally, you're the only game on in that time slot. But you're also missing a huge chunk of the country that isn't going to stay up on a Saturday night. To, at, to one or two in the morning to watch a Pac-12 football game. They're just not going to do it. And so that's been an issue. And then obviously USC, UCLA bolt, Colorado bolts. So Tuesday they get presented with this deal. It's going to be all streaming. And predictably there's programs that aren't very happy. And you start to hear leakage of – Arizona's scheduled a Board of Regents meeting. Oregon and Washington are going back to the Big Ten, trying to get in there. And that's always kind of been the end game for those two universities is to get in the Big Ten. The problem was the previous commissioner of the Big Ten that didn't really express an interest in expanding further to the 16th. Um, And so Wednesday night, it starts to leak out that Arizona is formally applying for Big 12 membership, and that doesn't come as a surprise. Uh, you know, I think everybody felt like that the 14th team most likely was going to be Arizona. Arizona, I think, has always kind of been the team that w- has wanted to leave to the Big 12 the most, but they didn't want to be the first team to go. And they knew because, especially because of their basketball program, 
they could sit and wait and let Colorado be the team that leaves first. And then they could use that as cover to go to the Big 12 next. And so it leaks out that Arizona's going to the Big 12. It starts to leak out Oregon, Washington's going to the Big 10. And then Friday hits, and Friday is chaos. Um, I start seeing news items that, well, now Oregon and Washington want to make this work. They want to back off now. Probably the big part of the negotiation with Oregon and Washington is they're not getting full rights television-wise um, to go to the Big Ten. And so they, had, they probably had some reservations about, well, can we really make these numbers work? That all gets solved. You, you also start to hear that Arizona State, they don't want to go to the Big 12. And the way it works in the state of Arizona, your board of regents are over both Arizona and Arizona State. And so there's an attempt by Arizona State to block Arizona from going to the Big 12. Well, all this kind of falls apart because finally Oregon and Washington, they accept the bid to the Big 10. They're gone. Arizona's in the Big 12. And now Arizona State and Utah have decisions to make. And it's really funny, you know, I've talked about it a lot in this podcast. Utah has has acted like they are too good for the Big 12. I mean, their fan base has. I mean, you, you've gone to the Rose Bowl twice, Utah, and you act like you're Georgia and Alabama. It's hilarious. Well, my, 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 how the tables turned on Friday because they couldn't run to apply for Big 12 membership fast enough. Arizona State's kind of not been as bad. I mean, their president and their athletic director, I mean, some of the comments he's made this weekend, he's kind of an idiot too. Um, but they both formally apply for Big 12 membership, and then very quickly the Big 12 accepts them, and here we are. We are at officially Friday night. We're at 16 teams. The four corner schools, which we've been talking about since last year when USC and UCLA bolted, are finally coming to the Big 12. So let's talk about how this is going to affect the Big 12, and then I'm going to address the question I got on, well, is it Twitter? We'll call it, I'm still going to call it Twitter, X or whatever it's called um, this week pertaining to the Pac-12. So um, Oregon and Washington, I think that's going to be a good fit, Big 10. Um, You know, I think it was always going to be a pipe dream to get them, especially get Oregon to come to the Big 12. I think they always, the end game for them was Big 10. Um, and so I think that works out. Um, you know, we talked last week about Colorado coming in. Arizona, I think it's going to be a great addition. This is going to, I think, help lay the groundwork to what Brett Yormark wants to do next, which is he wants to spin off the TV deal with basketball and have that be a separate deal from football. And so I think that helps build your brand bringing in an Arizona to accomplish that now football are they good no they haven't been good i think they're i think they're building something with jed fish and you know arizona's had good teams in the past it's just not you know they've just been an up and down um arizona state i do think that i i'm happy they're coming i know i'm i'm not as mad at them as i am utah i think i think their leadership was more clueless than anti big 12 now their athletic director he he managed to insult the city of morgantown this weekend talking about well he you're not going to see him flying there um which you know sorry morgantown um 
you know, and you know, there's been there's seems like there's been griping. I've seen some Oregon athletes and some Arizona State athletes about travel schedule, and that's going to be an issue. I don't think that's going to be as big of an issue as they're making it out to be because with it being a 16 team league, um, I think what you're going to end up working out is your travel. You're not going to see Arizona State going to UCF and West Virginia every year. I think that's not necessarily going to happen. Um, there will be some things to work out and that'll be interesting to see what kind of what direction they go. Um, I don't, I don't see them going to divisions. I, I think it, I think what's been proven is divisions invariably you have one strong division and one weak division. And so you might see maybe pods. You could see like this year, what we're, we're having in the big 12 where, you know, you, you're playing every there. You're playing everybody but three schools in football. You've got like a schedule matrix in basketball where you play a certain number of teams home and home, and then you you end you do play everybody, but you you play the rest of the conference either home or away. That's going to be something that they're going to have to figure out. They got time to figure that out, um, but I do think Arizona State's a solid addition. Um, they've they've had good football teams. They've made some bad decisions coaching-wise, coaching hire-wise with football. Um, you know, the Herm Edwards hire never made sense. Um, I don't know who is – I think their coach is – their new coach is a guy. He was at Oregon, has a history at Arizona State. Um, but I, I think Arizona State, football-wise, could be a quality pickup. I think certainly baseball, they up both baseball, Arizona, Arizona State – upgrades, um, which I think is important. I think the Big 12 has not done a very good job, a lot of their programs, of pouring resources into baseball. Baylor, I'm picking on you again. There's no reason Baylor should be as bad as they are in baseball. None. Um, And, you know, baseball has become really extremely regionalized, and I just, I think it's been ridiculous the sec has been allowed to dominate so maybe this helps with that we'll see um utah i was kind of hoping to leave them out because their fans were just jerks they've been jerks this entire year i'm coming around to that i think it's going to be a good fit you do get the holy war rivalry under the big 12 banner i think that's huge um utah and I've made fun of them, and I've said, oh, you know, they think they're Alabama or Georgia. They've been a solid football program. I, I just – I think their fans have been a little bit delusional how great of a program that they've been. Um, and so they are a solid program. You get the, you get the Salt Lake City region. Um, basketball, they've not been good for a while. But, you know, you go back to the days of Rick Majerus, the, you know, Utah – I mean, Utah got themselves the Final Four, National Championship Games – I think very easily they could get there. I don't know much about their their baseball program, but you know, sure, I, I maybe they'll be good. I don't know. So I'm okay with them coming in, but I'm going to sports hate them and root against them for a while. And I think a lot of Big Twelve schools are because you know they were very derisive of the Big Twelve, and then <laughs> they couldn't get to that life raft fast enough on Friday. So now couple things before we get to the, uh, the, the listener question. Um, is the Big 12 done now? I think, I think most likely they are for now. 
Um, if there's further expansion, I think you're going to see it be basketball only. And I only think you're going to see that if Brett Yormark has um, assurances from networks that you can spin off that television deal. If you're able to spin off that television deal, then certainly I think you get Gonzaga coming in here. Um, UConn, I think UConn wants to be all sports. That's going to be a tricky situation. But if they see that, you know, because I think I think what Yormark's doing with basketball is he's really, just like he did with football with the Pac-12, I think he's going after the Big East. And he's really trying to suction off the Big East um, and their money. And so maybe UConn sees that, you know what, um, we're not making the money that we're going to, we really can in the, in the big East. We can go big 12 for, you know, basketball only, or even baseball. Only. I don't know how they'd work it. Maybe. I think, I think Gonzaga is more of a possibility. I, I think personally there's possibility of other big East schools, making the jump to basketball only if the money's there. Villanova, St. John's could be potential possibilities. Maybe Creighton. I don't know. I think I think there are more schools that are being looked at for basketball only that aren't being talked about that Brett Yormark and the Big 12 are talking to. So I think that will be the next mode of expansion. I don't see it happening for now. Now, ACC, let's talk about them just real quick. Florida State's been making noise all week about wanting to get out of the ACC. Their television deal is bad. The Big 12 has a better television deal than the ACC now. Um, the problem is I don't think the bunny is there, and I don't think the desire from the networks – ESPN specifically is there to break that contract and get Florida State into the SEC. And I think that's the route it would have to go because I don't think the Big Ten is going to break the bank to bring in a Florida State right now. I don't, they don't need to. Um, and ESPN doesn't need to because they already have Florida State games with the, with the television package deal that they have with ESPN. The ACC does. So... It's coming, though, and I think in, in, invariably you're going to see the ACC lose teams. Um, it's just a matter of when, and I, I don't think it's going to come this year, probably not next year because I think everything's going to get settled in. Maybe two, three years out from now, you might see that desire from ESPN to um, kind of break that off. We'll see. If that happens – then I do think there are some universities the Big 12 should go after. Um, Louisville, Pittsburgh would be the big two I would gobble up from the ACC right now. I think that helps build up your eastern uh, front of the of the Big 12. Um, I've, I've, I've heard people talk about maybe get a Virginia Tech or a Virginia. Here's my thing, uh, Virginia Tech especially, how big is their brand now? Their brand has died out since uh, Frank Beamer left. Um, I've heard people talk about NC State. Again, how big is their brand? I think the only other team I would take a look at um, possibly for full membership would be like a Miami. 
Um, if you could get Miami, and a lot of that would depend on does the SEC take two Florida schools or one Florida school. But I, I think Miami would be a, a big brand you'd want to go after if you're the Big 12. Um, I've, t- I've heard people talk about Duke for basketball only. I'm still not sold that Duke is going to be the Duke that we've known in the past 30 years that the, under Coach K. I think th- you could definitely see them take a step back um, program-wise. Um, and then people have talked about North Carolina. I think North Carolina would be a team that would have other options besides the Big 12. I think the Big 10 might – go after them. I think the SEC potentially, depending on how many teams the SEC gobbles up, could go after them. Um, so, so I think bottom line, if it, when we get to that point with the ACC, Louisville, Pittsburgh make the most sense to me. That would be the two I'd probably grab. I've also heard people say, oh, Syracuse. Again, Syracuse, I don't know if they're going to be the Syracuse that we – that they've been without Jim Beheim. That that's going to be another program to watch with losing a losing a legendary coach. And then I mean Syracuse football doesn't bring you anything. Um, Louisville, I think Louisville football brings you something. I think Pitt football brings you something. And I think those would be two better brands to bring in. But again, I think you're talking three to four years out um, on that. So I think right now the 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 Big Twelve will stay at sixteen. And having said that, I have. Certainly believe that Brett Yormark ha- is going to continue to plan for the future. And I think that's the big difference between him and Bob Bowlesby and Dan Beebe. Those guys were very reactionary commissioners. And by the way, um, and other shows, uh, shout out to the Rob Bro Show, Gambling Gauchos. They've said the same thing. I'll say it here. This whole narrative of, well, Bob Bowlesby saved the Big 12 by bringing in the four teams, uh, Cincinnati, um, UCF, Houston, and BYU two years ago. That's bunk. That's a myth. Bob Bowlesby had nothing to do with it. When Texas and OU left, Bob Bowlesby, for all intents and purposes, was done as commissioner. Um, Kirby Holcutt, Dr. Skubnik, um, I believe the Baylor president, and I don't know their name. I don't know her. I think it's a her. Her name. Those people were the ones that stepped up, and they made the decision: we're going to stick together as the hateful eight, as these eight leftovers, and we're going to make this Big Twelve work. And they're the ones that we should be grateful for that they brought in those four teams because that ensured the Pac-12 didn't have those four teams to expand to. Because I, I truly believe if you didn't bring those four teams in, certainly BYU and Houston, they would have been targets for the Pac-12. You took those off the table. You brought those four teams in. You ensured that you were going to be a stable conference of 12. And then you, you were able to hire on a Brett Yormark who jumped the line, got you a television deal, ensured that you had that stability to offer these four Pac-12 teams coming in. So Kirby Hocutt, Dr. Skuvenek, Baylor president, that's the people you need to be thankful for if you're a Big 12 fan, if you're a fan of a Big 12 school. They're the ones that saved the Big 12, not Bob Bowlesby. Bottom line. So. I do want to address one question I had this week. And again, make sure you're following the official Twitter slash X account 
of the Chris Carpenter show. It's at the C Carp show. Um, and the question I got was from Hunch. And Hunch asked, how does the Pac-12 move on from the realignment and what do the other teams do? And so you've got four teams. You're, you have a Pac-4 right now. You've got Cal and Stanford. You've got Washington State and Oregon State. And I feel I really truly do feel bad. I know some people don't feel bad for Oregon State, Washington State. Um, I like those programs. I've gotten to watch those programs. They've come to the Sun Bowl many years. By the way, as an, as an aside, I'm interested as an El Paso native. I'm interested to see what the Sun Bowl does next because they should have gotten rid of the Pac-12 Association several years ago. Now you're kind of stuck, and you better hope you can get. Um, I you know maybe you'll get because you, maybe you'll get like a Big Twelve um, Big Twelve school, but you, lesson learned Sun Bowl Association. Your other your other um, what's the word? Your other conference that you're affiliated with right now is the ACC. They're not long for the world either, so you might want to kind of have a contingency plan in place. Just saying. Uh, but anyway, I do feel bad for Washington State, Oregon State. Cal Stanford, I really don't feel bad for. Um, I think they're they're both schools that think too highly of themselves. Does Cal even know they're in co- they have competition sports, or are they worried about you know being woke? I don't know. But um, so there's a couple options that these schools have. Um, I do think you've got two blocks with the two schools. I think Cal Stanford stick together no matter what. I think Washington State, Oregon State stick together no matter what. Now, there was some news that leaked today that those four schools are scheduled for a conference call with the Mountain West Conference tomorrow to possibly discuss a merger. I think the Pac-12 name will stay, and you might end up with some sort of merger of the Mountain West coming in. Um you're not going to have Mountain West teams leave for the Pac-12 because they've got massive exit fees. That's going to be a problem. Um, same with the AAC. I believe the AAC, you just um, signed new deals. And quite frankly, if you're the Mountain West of the AAC, are you going to get that much more television money going to what the Pac-12 is now with these four teams? I don't think you are. So I think ultimately, if I were to predict, I think Washington State, Oregon State – end up with a a Mountain West merger. Stanford and Cal are a little bit more interesting to me. Um, I could see a scenario where Stanford goes independent. I could also see a scenario where Stanford truly believes that the next round of realignment, the Big Ten comes for them. If, 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 If Notre Dame joins the Big Ten, I think Stanford believes there would be a desire for the Big Ten to add them. I don't know if that's the case or not. Um, I don't know. And then Cal, I mean, at this point, I could see Cal drop into Division Two. I don't think they care about sports in Berkeley. I really don't. Um, but I, I think ultimately you will see a Pac-12 exist, but it will be Mountain West schools plus these four schools. Um, now, what will that look like? Will they just do a traditional merger? Um, and go into the Mountain West, yeah, possibly they could do that. I think the Mountain West has 12 teams right now, so that would get you to 16 if you're the Mountain West. Um, that's bad news for Utah, by the way, who's wanting to be in the Mountain West. I think that shuts the door 
for a long, long time for them to get in there. But um, I think the AAC does makes a little bit less sense. I don't think the AAC has a lot of Western schools. Um, I think the farthest West school in the AAC is maybe Tulsa or North Texas um, or UTSA. I don't think that – I don't think – that makes well, of course geography doesn't make much sense in these conferences anyway. But I don't think I think it makes more sense for those Pac-12, the, the remaining Pac-12 schools, to go to the Mountain West. It's a drop down. I mean, it, those four pro, and again, I think the programs that it really hits hardest because I think they do have rabid fan bases is Washington State and Oregon State. It's a drop down for them. Um, having said that. You still have a path to the playoff in the Mountain West. It's a harder path, but you still have a path. And I think you you could you could potentially, if you're an Oregon State or a Washington Washington State, you could get into this newly constituted Mountain West Pac-12, and you could be you could dominate and win some conference championships. And I think you have a better hope of winning conference championships there than you did when you were in the Pac-12. Um, so. That's going to be the next thing to bear watching is what happens to these four schools. Um, I think overall probably we're done with realignment for now for a while um, until the ACC starts to break up. The interesting thing, again, is going to, going to, going to be how are they going to – how are they going to put together this new Big 12? Will you have divisions? Will you have pods? We won't know that for a while, um, but that'll be interesting to watch. But I think it's great. It's a great day if you're, you know, I'm a tech fan. I'm I'm excited for these new additions. I think this really ensures for at least for now that tech is in that conversation to be part of the big the playoff conversation and or to have a chance to go to the playoff. Um, so anyway, I hope everybody has a great rest of the week. Uh, I apologize. I did not do a midweek madness. Quite frankly, I was tired and I just didn't do one. I was going to talk SummerSlam and give you predictions, um, which, yeah, wild event. I may do – well, actually not. I, here's my plan. Um, Friday, I'm going to try and do a Star Trek Strange New Worlds wrap-up um, of the season because the season will end this week. Um, and then we'll do our regular podcast on um, next Sunday. And I think we're going to stick to Sunday being the, being the broadcast for now. And then when football season starts, we may switch it up a little bit. Um, be looking forward to – we're going to do an official college football prediction show. We'll focus a lot on tech and the Big 12. We'll also do an official NFL prediction show coming up. That will be early September. And then we'll we'll jump right into it. But thank you for everybody continuing to listen to the Chris Carpenter Show. The audience continues to grow, and I, I know it will continue to grow um, in this new uh, season of life I'm in. Um, so anyway, I hope everybody has a great week, and I will see you next week for the Chris Carpenter Show.